It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards. I'm your host, Anthony Citadino, our beloved co-host, Ben Mehich, SB Nation's Bulls Forever writer, will not be with us tonight. Um, he has a long night of work uh, ahead of him. And um, yes, he will be back with us again tomorrow. But guys, um, welcome back. It's Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. I will be going over the Wizards' fifth loss in a row, which was against the Kings. Oh, my God. I mean, such a bizarre ending. Bradley Beal's tough shooting night. An analysis of Denny and Tyrese Haleburton. And a preview of tonight's matchup against the Utah Jazz. But first, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Guys, let's get right into it. On Wednesday night, St. Patrick's Day, the Washington Wizards had an opportunity to defeat a young Sacramento team in the Kings just they won the Wizards had the opportunities they they lost 121 to 119 with a truly bizarre ending the Wizards have now allowed 119 or more points in their last eight games losing seven of their last eight they are currently on a five-game losing streak which ties 
the longest streak of the year, guys. Not happy stuff. I'm hoping, I hope I'm not making you sad on this Thursday. But, the, you know, Washington, they're now 14 and 25. And they're, they're sitting at 13th in the Eastern Conference. Guys, we need to go over this ending before anything right now. Uh, just because of how bizarre it truly was, how insane it was. Russell Westbrook scored the last six points in the game, right? To tie the game against Sacramento. Had some clutch free throws and a couple of big layups. The Kings were in a situation where they could hold for the last possession, last shot. De'Aaron Fox was handed the ball at the top of the key. Bradley Beal took the assignment. And and De'Aaron Fox took one of the most casual mid-range fades I've really ever seen right in Brad's face, cashed it with, with 0.7 seconds left. And to tell you the truth, the kid walked off the court like he was walking in the locker room. He wasn't coming back. Drew Gooden actually said on the broadcast, those guys do a great, great job, by the way. Drew Gooden said, this dude is walking away like he's been here. Hey, Drew, well, if he ha- has, if he's never been here, well, he's here now. Game-winning shot for De'Aaron Fox. The Wizards had a chance to inbound for a catch-and-shoot opportunity. This is where it gets bizarre. This is where my jaw was left on my floor, like the rest of you probably sitting at home, probably just, what what, what happened there? What, what went on there? Right? Russell Westbrook is inbounding the ball. Scott Brooks takes a timeout prior to this and looks like he's drawing up some elaborate inbound play. Talking to everyone, the entire starting five, everyone looks like they're on the same page. Russ is taking out the ball. Howell Neto crosses half court. Russell Westbrook passes into the back court with no one there. Ball goes out of bound, turned over. The Kings are awarded possession. Game over. The Wizards are now 14-25. Guys, after the game, Scott Brooks and the presser said that Russell Westbrook thought that Howell Neto was going to pop out there, but hey, it didn't happen. I mean, for me, it's just confusing because especially in an inbound I mean, situation, when you're drawing up one specific play, maybe it wasn't specific. I wasn't in the inbound, so I don't know. It just was super confusing, but hey, miscommunication happens. It's just sad that it had to happen right at the last play. But again, the Wizards had so many opportunities. So many opportunities. Guys, the the Sacramento Kings, to end the game, they didn't make a field goal in almost nine minutes in the fourth quarter. Not one. So the Wizards started out the, uh, the entire beginning of the game, the first three quarters of the game, actually, playing awful defense. The, the Sacramento Kings went into the fourth quarter with four turnovers. Four. They were forced to four turnovers through three quarters of play. They finished the game with eight turnovers. So yeah, the Wizards played a lot better defensively in the fourth quarter. I mean, especially with how the Kings shot the ball. They did get, they got to the line a lot, but still, I mean, for nine minutes, the Wizards had, an op- had opportunities to score, take the lead, and uh, they just did not. They didn't. There's so much to take away. Denny got a lot of PT in the first quarter. Didn't really see a lot of uh, playing time in the second half. 
Robin Lopez played a ton to start the game and was getting eaten alive down low by not only Rashawn Holmes and, and, and their forwards and centers, but times where guards like Corey Joseph would would get in the paint and put shots over Robin Lopez. He's there for for rim protecting purposes. That's why they that's why they signed him for seven million, right? They threw that plan out the window. Alex Len comes in. Alex Len is the savior really down low. But again, couldn't get it done. But Alex Len, big double double. Obviously much more capable than a Robin Lopez against a young team like this. To me, I don't understand why an Alex Lynn wouldn't start against a young spry team, quick team like like, like the Sacramento teams, and you're going to throw old Robin Lopez out there. I love Robin. I love the three that he hit. And on St. Patrick's Day, that's great. And you know the rule on Lockdown Wizards, right? You know, in Lockdown Lopez, you got to take a drink if he hits a three, right? And that that's great on St. Patrick's Day. But still, I mean, this Wizards team, with the stars they got, they should be beating young teams like this. And it's frustrating because it seems like the rotations are not set the best against these teams that... I. It just really goes a lot, a lot with the front court issues, right? So Alex Len was put in at the end of the game, really in the second half, and got great, great minutes. Rebounding the ball really well, defending really well. I mean, playing really, really well against this team. Robin Lopez obviously could not. But it was it was too late by the time, you know, the game ended. I mean, even though the Wizards could have gotten the last shot, but only with .7 seconds left. That's not even guaranteeing a shot would have got off if Russ had made a good pass. Or if, I mean, I'm not, or if there wasn't any miscommunication. Whatever may have happened, they didn't, they just continue to put themselves in these awful, awful situations at the end of games that just is a terrible, terrible recipe. And it, and it's, and it looks more and more like we're, we're reaching the lottery again, which is great for player development. But then again, that brings up a Troy Brown Jr. who you picked three years ago, who you've been developing. And now you're trying to trade. And now you're not playing. Quentin Mayo says he's being showcased. Hasn't gotten burned in two games. And when he has gotten burned, playing time, if you guys don't know the term, it's been 13 minutes. Is that a showcase? I don't think it is. He was one of the best shooters the Wizards had in the bubble. Why Why aren't these guys playing? There's so many questions to be answered. I guys. Me, Ben, I, I don't know for the ones to answer them for you. But right now, I'll tell you this. We should be worried about one thing. And that's Bradley Beal. We should be worried about Bradley Beal's mindset and what he wants to do with his career because the clock is ticking. He's 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career. Obviously, you only have a hand, you know so many years of your prime unless you're a LeBron James. He's going to start thinking that he wants... Obviously, he always wants to win, but he's going to start thinking he's going to want to play for a team that is in better position to win at some point because this... This has just 
proven over and over again that it's not working. Before the All-Star break, they got on, they caught some rhythm, and that's great. But it's gone now, and they're on, their, they're on this skid, and it really doesn't seem like anything's changing. It doesn't seem like they're, they're digging their way out of this hole. It, it seems like their offensive struggles are what we always talk about. It's the Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook show, and that's what it is. That's what the payroll is, guys. They're one of the highest teams for payroll in the league, and, and it's between two guys. There's no depth whatsoever, and the losses keep piling up. So it's, it's just, it hasn't been the best stretch after the All-Star break. Let, let's face it, the past eight games have been brutal. And against the Sacramento Kings, Bradley Beal, he has great numbers, but shot really poorly from behind the three-point line, guys. And we, we're going to get into all of that, about all of Brad's game and really some beef that he had on the floor with Hassan Whiteside um, after the break. But before we get into all of that, I want to tell you guys about Michelob Ultra and who the Ultra Player of the Week is. This week, we nominate Rui Hachimura as the Ultra Player of the Week. He scored 29 points and 22 points against Giannis. And he's growing as one of the team's best defensive players. We recommend Rui relax with a Michelob Ultra this week. It's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. So it won't disrupt him too much. And really, because he deserves it. So yes, Rui, if you're listening, go sip on it with Michelob Ultra. And any of you out there, go to your local store, grab some Michelob Ultra. Low carb, low calories. It's great. Yes, grab it. Guys, I'd love to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben uses it all the time. He bets on all his NBA, college hoops, and NHL. The guy, he's crazy about Bet Online. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Ben was all over the Grammys on Bet Online. Real time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, sign up today and you and, and receive the 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. Betting on the Washington Wizards doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling locks of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you may listen. Guys, Bradley Beal shot really well from the floor. 12 for 20. I'm not taking that away from him, but he shot 0 for 5 from three-point land. Brad also was getting fouled pretty hard all night long. And for some reason, I don't know if anyone out there feels the same way. I bet Ben does. But it seems like every time Brad drives, every time Brad gets a hard foul, it's always a late whistle. It's always something so late where where it's not that obvious. And 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 for this one in particular, 
Bradley Beal got pretty much tackled by Hassan Whiteside, and it was a late whistle. Brad pretty much like threw up his arm and was yelling at the ref, you know, uh, you know, a set, you know, and a couple seconds passed, and then you know got the whistle. So, so yeah, it was a little frustrating at first to see it, but but from what stemmed, Bradley Beal and Hassan Whiteside started talking trash for the rest of the game. This or this happened late in the game, so yeah, I mean it happened for pretty much like a half a quarter, but still, I mean it appeared that that Beal and Whiteside they were exchanging words the rest of the game, including when when Whiteside was out of the game, he was standing up on the bench still screaming at Brad, even when Brad was was uh, dapping up all the players at, at, you know all the Kings players at, at the end of the game, they you know Hassan Whiteside was still yelling from afar at Brad. Hassan Whiteside he's a comical guy, he's known for this kind of crap. But uh, obviously, Bradley Beal um, is a superior player. He got hammered. He got fouled bad. Um, it was, I mean, Hassan Whiteside. He does not play good defense whatsoever. Uh, he talks about him himself being one of the best shot blocking centers in the league. He's pretty lazy on defense. The pick and roll situation speaks for itself. And uh, uh, Bradley Beal is is far more uh, capable, you know, pretty much to do anything uh, than. Then Hassan Whiteside really can do. It's just that Hassan Whiteside, um, you know, he's found he's found himself in Sacramento after he left Miami, and uh, it seems that uh, he's kind of ha- unhappy, like where he is. And uh, yeah, he, you know, seems like his aggression was going at Brad. Brad's aggression was going at him. Brad is not happy this season either. I, I can't sit here and say that because he's just not. And after a loss like this, why would he be? Why would any? Anyone be happy? They're just—they're not. They want to win, and and of course, all these guys want to win. But but who are we worried about the most, guys? We're worried about Bradley Beal. And the question that I brought up in the earlier segment: How long can Washington keep Bradley Beal happy for until the best scorer on the planet wants to leave and win somewhere else? I'll tell you right now, guys. Wins translate happiness. If you don't win, he's going to leave. Flat out. A couple more seasons of this, he might not be here. One more season of this, he might not be here. I get that he has a great relationship with Tommy Shepard, a great relationship with the Wizards organization, a great relationship with everyone around. Everyone loves Brad, and why shouldn't they? Of course. He's, I mean... No one has a bad word to say about Brad. But guess what? He's 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He's not winning. Yes, he's getting the recognition this year of uh, you know uh, of the All-Star mentions and most likely All-NBA. Um that's just probably because of how much hate um the journalists and you know the media and and really you know the NBA got for for last season when he wasn't selected the All-Star game when he wasn't selected to any of the all NBA teams after averaging over 30, you know, six and five, what, whatever his number was absolutely, you know, just astronomical MVP numbers. And this year again, also in also MVP number, you know, caliber numbers, but still will probably not be put in that conversation just because of the record. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Bradley Beal only cares about, you know, his numbers and, 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 and being, in position for accolades like an MVP or all-star, this, that, no. But 
if the Wizards have a losing season next season, again, if they're if if we're gonna sit here and, and pretty much say that the Wizards are are on their way to a, a lottery season this season, and that happens, and the Washington Wizards have that again next season, it's safe to say that Bradley Beal's gone. In my mind, why would he be around? He's gonna go right to his agent. Get me out of here. What? Why? At that point, he'll be twenty-eight. I don't see it. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll surprise me. But right now, I'm I'm looking at a guy who's probably a little a little pissed off, really, with how this season has gone compared to how everyone thought it was going to go, because it's not going well, and um, this skid just keeps getting worse especially going up against the best team uh, record-wise in the NBA, following up that uh, with the best uh, team in the East, uh, in, in the Brooklyn Nets. So yeah, the, there's nothing really easy coming for the Wizards um, <laughs> with their games coming up. So so Bradley Beal, uh, we we hope this turns around, but but guys, it's not going to look good, in, in my opinion, if they keep, if they continue to lose through through this season and next, Bradley Beal will no longer be in Washington D.C. I, I I truly believe that I, I truly believe that he will seek a trade. Um, he will find his way to you know to a better team, um, some contender or just a better team that I mean that is capable of winning and is not in some sort of rebuild mode because that kind of seems what Washington is now. If this is it, this will be three years in the lottery in a row, and you have all stars in your roster. So yeah. I'm so sorry if I'm making you sad on this on this Thursday. I really am. Um, but guys, I do want to get more into uh, this game with Denny and, and Tyrese Halliburton. Bullets Forever during the game tweeted, if you had a do-over, would you still take Denny? Or would you rather have taken Tyrese Halliburton? Right? Um, you know, Tyrese, he was, he was hurt entering the season or during the draft, he was picked 12th overall. And our boy, Denny, he was picked ninth, right? So to answer this question, let's just go over it. Tyrese Halberton, 33 games. He started in two. He shot the ball particularly well. From the floor, he's shooting 48%. From, from three, he's shooting over 42%. Um, and yes, from the line, he is shooting over 83%. And yeah, guys, 12 points, 12, 12 and a half points a game, 3.5 rebounds a game, um, and over five assists a game, almost a steal and a half a game as well. Um, to say the least, those are unbelievable numbers. He's, he's also getting, you know, 20, he's, he's also getting almost 30 minutes a game. Uh, he's been he's been given the opportunity. That's just what it is. Denny Advia, if we go over his numbers quick at a glance, 34 games, 17 games started, averaging over 22 minutes a game, shooting 44% from the floor, shooting, shooting over 34% from three, and from the free throw line, he is shooting um, 58%, which is absolutely horrendous. Uh, over... He's averaging over six points a game, over four rebounds a game, and uh, just over one assist a game. Guys, 
I really hate to break this to all of you guys, and especially all of our Israeli listeners out there. We love um, all of our um, listeners out there. But guys, I, right now, flat out, I know that Denny has not been given the opportunity that we may want Denny to have. But Denny's still averaging um, the the fifth most minutes. Or if you take out uh, Thomas Bryant, the fifth most minutes on this team. Uh, he may not be starting anymore, but he's still been given the opportunity. He, I mean, he's just, it just seems he's not as skilled as Tyrese Halberton. Tyrese Halberton has started off uh, this season absolutely. He's he's doing pretty much everything, uh, and he's scoring at, a, at an unbelievably efficient rate, especially from outside. Um, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's great. I, I'm glad that, uh, that he he uh, wasn't riddled with injuries. I'm glad that he's uh, starting his career strong. But also, I'm excited for Denny too, guys. That's not to say that we're not excited. I'm just saying that that Tyrese Halberton is a more skilled player than Denny Advia at this time, and he's showing it. He's getting 30 minutes a game on a better team, and he's putting up much better numbers. And efficiency-wise, it's just through the roof. It's not even comparable. Uh you know, he's, I mean, you know, he's literally, he's, he's at 40, 40, 80 right now. I mean, that's, that's really, really impressive as a rookie. So, so that's nothing against Denny whatsoever. I just wanted to touch on that, but guys, we have so much more to get into, um, and a lot more about the game against, uh, Utah coming up. But first I want to tell you guys about rock auto. Ben always tells you that he's such a big car guy, but you guys never hear about my needs as a car guy. I'm huge into the car game. I absolutely love my Honda Pilot. 2003 Honda Pilot. I call it the Hog. Also Harold. I I mean, whenever I have issues with Harold, I go to rockauto.com, which is also so reliable with low price prices. Why would I ever want to go and spend twice as much money for the same parts when I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, but also get the same wonderful parts? That's what I want, and that's what I got. It's the best prices by the best professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, whatever you have, SUV, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know you sent us all the parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Guys, I also want to tell you about Built Bar and Ben is always raving about Built Bar. I've been getting my packages. He's been getting his packages. We are loving it. Built Bar is amazing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasted protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. March Madness, baby. You know it. College hoops. But this is this is a Built Bar madness right today's matchup it's salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk although some of you might prefer the salted caramel to me it's the clear it's clear that cookie dough chunk is the favorite here uh it's indulgent it's delicious uh but the great part is both are so healthy and tasty go to builtbar.com or to built bar or at built bar on twitter Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get your 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check out to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. 
Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Lockdown NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week. From credentialed draft experts, subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Guys, the Utah Jazz tonight. The Wizards are scheduled... I mean, hopefully to begin to loosen up a little bit. And they'll they'll see the Utah Jazz this Thursday night. What do we make of this matchup? I know I know that you guys are super pumped going into this Jazz game after listening to this podcast. I'm so, so sorry for a somber podcast. But the truth is what we need. The truth is 100% what we need, guys. I'm so sorry. I usually bring the faith, but guess what? The Wizard on a skid. They're going up at the, they're going up at the, against the best team in the league. I'm sorry, this is another loss coming. And guess what? Brooklyn Nets are right around. If they don't switch up something soon, they will be climbing up the lottery board very very soon. So yes, guys, if you already have not, please go subscribe to the show unlocked on Wizards on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Again, I, I just apologize if I made you guys sad on this Thursday. I hope you have enjoyed this show. I hope you have enjoyed all of our shows thus far. Ben will be back with us again tomorrow. Guys, please make sure to tune in to um, the Wizards Jazz game tonight, 7 p.m., and, and then tune in again with us tomorrow uh, we love you. We appreciate you. We cannot wait to rock with you again tomorrow. Always Monday through Friday. Again, like I said, go subscribe to Lockdown Wizards on the Lockdown Podcast Network if you already haven't. Guys, thank you for tuning in whenever you may be listening. Your morning, your night, during your lunch, your car ride to work, whenever the hell it may be. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. You guys are great. And uh, we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.